0: Welcome to Middle Grade Mavens, where two author mums discuss their favourite middle grade books, provide recommendations, and share insider industry tips for authors trying their hand at middle grade. Julie Ann Grasso is the author of the Frankie DuPont mystery series, Cupcake Enthusiast and Part-Time Children's Literacy Wrangler. Pamela Uckerman is a writer, web designer, and creative dance teacher who sometimes finds time for sleep. Both Julie and Pamela devour middle grade books, not only for research, but to share with their combined brood of four munchkins. Welcome back to Middle Grade Mavens. Hey, Hey, Pamela. So I have to tell (laughs) our audience I am broadcasting live from my writing retreat in the Western Hotel, Melbourne. I am so jealous. (laughs) So um, our listeners, I do this every year. I scrimp and save my pennies and um, I come on a two-day writing retreat away from my family and I either write or edit or do something writerly in those two days and I do nothing but enjoy myself. So here I am also recording a Maven's episode. You're very lucky. It's, it's
1: such a beautiful summer's day, but oh. I have managed to send my children with my husband out somewhere in the – I don't know where they've gone, actually. just I've just told them to go. Give me peace. Yay. <laughs> go. Do not return. <laughs> yes. Wear yourselves out, please. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, brilliant. So I guess we should get on to Episode 4 of Middle Grade Mavens. Uh-huh. Well, Pamela, tell us, what is the title of today's book? Today
1: I'm reviewing Frankie Fish and the Sonic Suitcase by Peter Hellyer.
0: Oh, very interesting. Would you share the the jacket blurb with us?
1: Sure thing. 12-year-old Frankie Fish hates visiting his grandparents. Grandad Fish is cranky and yells a lot and has a creepy hook for a hand. Plus, he never lets Frankie go inside his shed. But after a teensy tiny prank goes wrong at school, Frankie is packed off to old people jail for the whole whole holidays. What Frankie doesn't know is that Grandad has been building a homemade time machine in the Forbidden Shed and the old man has big plans to get his missing hand back. But when Grandad goes back in time, he changes history and accidentally wipes out Frankie's entire family. Nana, mum, dad, yeah, and even his annoying sister, St. Lou. Somehow everyone is gone but Frankie and Grandad and it's only a matter of time until Frankie disappears too. As the last fish men standing, Frankie and Grandad must race back in time to undo this terrible mistake. But can they stand each other long enough to put the past back together again? And even if they manage the impossible, will Grandad's wonky time machine ever get them
0: home? Oh, (laughs) very, very
1: interesting. What would you class this
0: um, genre as?
1: Uh, sci-fi meets humor meets adventure. Is that a genre?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a make-your-own genre once again. Yeah, well. why not? We can do that. So, what is the estimated word count?
1: Uh, drum roll. I think it's around thirty-five thousand. So it's not too long, oh. and it moves along quickly.
0: And it's got right. a, a sweet spot. Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what drew you to this book?
1: Uh, to tell the truth, I picked it up in a little free library, which is at my boys' school, and I thought I'd see if it suited them because they both love humour and, you know, everyone loves time travel books. Um, yes. And I know it's been quite popular um, and there are further books out now, so we'll, we'll see, you know, the future books how we go. Oh,
0: And, like, the thing is the kids in your age group actually love a series, so it makes yeah. sense really, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Once they like one, they want more and more and more. Yeah, so tell us about it. So the begins with Frankie or Francis, he's not Frankie until um, his best friend gives him a new name <laughs> and his, uh, cool. his best friend, um, Drew, and they're they pool pranks. They're pranksters, which, you know, my kids just thought was fantastic, you know. everyone yeah, was taking notes. Yes, no exactly. Doubt. Yes, I'm trying to make sure they don't take notes. <laughs> 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 um, and after a particularly big prank, Frankie's parents decide that enough is enough. And as a punishment, they send him to his grandparents, also known as Old Parents Jail. Oh, what was it? Old? I've got to go back and have a look now.
0: Old oh, Jail or something,
1: yeah. Um, something like that. Anyway, uh, which is his grandparents' house for the school holidays, rather than allowing him to go camping with Drew. And that's where the fun begins. It turns out that Frankie's cranky old grandpa has invented a time machine and is trying to fix a mistake that cost him his hand many years ago. But we all know what happens when you mess with time and Grandad is in over his head. So it's lucky that Frankie is there to help fix the mess and save the day and his future.
0: Well, thank goodness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So overall enjoyment of this one? Look, I have to admit, when I started this book, I nearly put it down for something a bit more my style. Um, Frankie's parents are terribly cranky. His sister is mean, the teachers are snappy, and Grandad is the meanest, crankiest of them all. I know that life is not all roses, but I don't like it when kids' books portray the adults in their life, especially parents, as their enemies, because most Mm. parents aren't like that, you know. But I guess, you know, this was sort of set the scene for the whole rest of the book. So I pushed on and the adventure began and I started to enjoy it more. Time travel is an intriguing topic because of the questions it raises. And Peter Hellyer cleverly refers back to Back to the Future and to Doctor Who in the book as a reference to the perils of time travel. Just of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after a while, I thought the writing style was engaging and fun and well-paced. And while I know that Peter Hellyer is a comedian and, and quite well-known for it, I found some of the little side jokes a bit distracting and unnecessary and possibly that children wouldn't get some of the references. And I've since actually started reading it, rereading it to my kids, and there are some of the jokes they just didn't get, even if they're fun to me. So, But, you know, the fun of the book is in the adventure and the relationship between Frankie and grandad. Um, I'd be interested to see if further books in the series grow as Peter has grown as an author. Yep. And, you know, I've got one there ready to go. So, you know, once we finish this one, I'll, I'll move on with that one. And I think, they will, I think they'll enjoy the whole series.
0: And I guess the thing is that you, you're wondering whether the publishers
1: are sort of recognising
0: that there are adult jokes in there and, you know, that parents will be reading this aloud and whether that will endear them more to get the next book. Like maybe it's an, actually, a, you know, a strategic yeah, like, on their part,
1: quite possibly. And you know, as an author, you don't know what kids know at every single age True. and what they're into yeah. at those ages. So, you know, I know there, there are some kids who are probably my kids' ages who are into Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, mine are not, so they wouldn't get that. But, um, yeah. you know, and also, I guess, you know, teenage readers who are maybe reluctant readers, they, they yeah. come, might relate a bit more with this kind of book.
0: Yeah, you actually never know what age group the child will be reading the book. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that brings us to who will love this book? What age would you recommend it for? Uh,
1: Look, I'd say it would suit strong readers from around seven-year-olds and up. Um, Yeah, and as I said, even up into the teens, I'm reading it to my boys who are eight and six. The six-year-old, he he likes the idea and obviously he doesn't get all the jokes. But, yeah, it's a fun, funny book with a strong storyline. So I think it would suit a wide range of kids.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think reluctant readers would also enjoy this book or is it for more confident readers?
1: Yeah, look, I think I think um reluctant readers up into the teens might enjoy it if, you know, if they're interested in this kind of thing. Yep. Oh, fantastic.
0: Well, I have actually read this book and I I quite liked it. I I wasn't sure whether or not I'd be um, you know, jumping onto the next book, but I wasn't reading it in the mind of reading it to my child, so it was more about me and me, me, me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's something I think that I'm always trying to be aware of is that, you know, my opinion is not the same as my kids' opinion. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, and my yeah. kids are not the same as everybody else's kids. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for Pamela's
0: fourth middle
1: grade mavens review. Woohoo. Oh, hey. And now uh-huh. on to your turn. So, yes. <laughs> what is the title of your book today, Julie?
0: Today, I'm going to review The Girl with the Broken Wing by Heather Dyer, which was released by Chicken House in 2005, interestingly, and it's been re-released in 2018. I'm actually not sure why they've done that, but, um, yeah. So from the jacket blurb, the twins are in bed when it happens. They hear a clattering on the roof tiles, then a tapping on the window. It's a girl with a broken wing and she's come to stay. Where has she come from? And more importantly, what does she want? The twins have no idea. Perhaps she's their guardian angel. But wouldn't angels snore and have filthy feet? <laughs> what are you It's <laughs> <This, thinking? laughs> very sweet, isn't it? Oh, yeah.
1: What, what genre is this?
0: Uh, look, this is lower middle grade fiction, I would have to say. Um, and I think it's just a general fantasy. Oh,
1: sounds interesting. Yeah. How does it go in your rating of oh, book lengths?
0: Well, this one's, you know, top of the top of the class. I'm going to go for about 25,000 words, so it's right in the sweet spot for readers that are moving on from junior fiction and sort of just da- dipping their toe in middle grade. Oh, perfect. So what drew you to this book, Julie? Oh, once again, I'm going to be completely predictable and say the front cover. (laughs) (laughs) Touching
1: a book by its front cover again.
0: Oh, I do every time. So Giselle and I saw this at a scholastic book fair at school and the old style cover just sort of drew us in. And then, of course, um, you know, I got her to read the blurb and she said, oh, that sounds good. And like whenever a child says a book sounds good, one <laughs> leaps with the wallet and buys it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, can you tell us a bit more about it?
0: Yeah. So, Hillary sort of crash lands into twin siblings James and Amanda's lives. They take her in and try to make sense of the fact that she's not only alone, has wings, and doesn't seem to know much about anything. What follows is sort of an old-fashioned story where Hillary pushes the limits of James and Amanda's tolerance, getting them into all sorts of mischief. By the end, they come to love and cherish the odd girl who really shouldn't even exist.
1: Mm. And it sounds like you enjoyed this book.
0: Yeah, I read this aloud with Giselle and while she's only seven, she's very much a confident and advanced reader. So she could certainly handle the word choices and for the most part the themes... There was, however, one odd scene which just had her sobbing. It was a bit left of field, actually, and I, I thought it was possibly not necessary. But I will note also that Giselle is definitely a sensitive reader. So once we'd recovered from that little shock, we went on to enjoy the classical style of the book and she kept asking to read on. And the whole story really sort of reminded me of something I would have read as a child with its old world field and lack of technology, which made it all the more
1: endearing. Oh. Now, you say Giselle loved it and she's seven?
0: Seven, yeah. So So good range. I would go for maybe um, boys and girls age seven to nine will enjoy this, which is Mm -hmm. very early middle grade. Um, And I would firmly place it like in that lower range, especially because it's such a quite – Short read, and the themes for most part, as I said, very appropriate for that age group.
1: Mm. You never know what the, what they're going to react to, what they're going to be sensitive to. Anyway, it's it's never yeah, that's right. Yeah. And right. yeah. um, do you think reluctant readers would enjoy this book, or more confident readers?
0: This is one of the first books we've reviewed that I would actually say it would suit both reluctant and confident readers. Okay, sounds good. Yeah so that is it for our fourth episode of middle grade mavens stay tuned thanks for stopping by middle grade mavens we can't believe we're already heading for our fifth episode we hope you've enjoyed this journey as much as we have stay tuned as pamela reviews louisiana's way by kate DeCamillo. And Julie reviews The Mulberry Tree by Alison Rushby. And there might even be a sneaky author interview with Alison added in there. Now, if you'd like to know more about The Mavens, log on to www.middlegradepodcast.com or to find Julie online, drop by www.julieangrassobooks.com and to find Pamela, stop by www dot U-E-C-K-E-R-M-A-N dot net